What up, podcast? Thanks for tuning in to the 2M Creative Labs podcast. Haven't figured out a catchy name yet. We'll get there. This episode features a good friend of mine, and I think it really sets up the tone for what this podcast is going to become. I hope you guys get a lot of value out of this and be inspired as my guests would have wanted. Thanks for listening. Well, welcome to the show. Um, uh, thanks for coming in. Of course. Um, thanks for having me. For everybody here that's watching, this is the first episode of a show that I haven't decided the name on yet. But we'll figure it out as we go, and as the context kind of becomes a bit more clear, then we'll actually say this is the show. But for now, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Um, why don't you tell the viewers here a little bit more of who you are, for those that don't know, um, and what do you do? Sweet. Well, I'm Rob Maggs. I'm a cellist originally from Brisbane, Australia, and I've been living in Manitoba for the last four years. <clears throat> so when I've been living here, I've been mostly up in Churchill, Manitoba. Where I've been living among polar bears and beluga whales, and I've been able to see the northern lights on pretty much a nightly basis. It's awesome, it's cool. So, origin story. Origin story. So, yeah, how do you yeah. get into what you do now, and what do you do now? Yeah, what do I do now? So, now I'm a musician, <laughs> and I go out and I play shows, and I'm showcasing what Churchill and Manitoba mean to me. And I'll be hopefully showing that to Australian audiences in the next couple of, couple of weeks. So, and the next week I have to go back home to Australia because my visa is expiring. But hopefully I'll be able to come back in July. Hopefully we have this new show that I can show in Manitoba. And yeah, that's, that's awesome. Fun. Yeah, it's good fun. So, that's awesome, man. Well, fingers crossed the Australians actually enjoy what I'm putting out as well. So that means I'll be able to tour and come back to Canada and do something that way. So. That'd be so sweet. Yeah. So why the cello? And how did you end up in... Churchill? In Churchill of yeah. all places, right? Yeah. So cello was kind of given to me when I was a young boy, when I was eight, eight years old. So my primary school was very proactive mm -hmm. in getting kids involved in music and making sure that they were playing the right instrument that interested them. So I was given a violin at first and it's like, yeah, no, it's too small and screechy. Then they gave me a cello. I was like, oh, no, I can get behind this. And decided to drop sport and then just focus on music. Yeah. Then I reached about 21 and was deciding, oh, I haven't really done too much travel. So I ended up couch surfing across Europe and Scandinavia, North America. And I had a friend on Facebook who saw I was tagging in in Montreal. I was like, oh, you should go visit my best friend who lives up in Churchill. I know how much you love polar bears. So polar bears in my family have always been a massive deal. Interesting. Yeah, so since I was five years old, my parents were showing documentaries about Arctic wildlife. And so polar bears were just kind of ingrained into my family. So if you ever go into, you know, my uncle's house, you'll find yeah. that there's a polar bear wine cooler. Or oh, sweet. Like that. Yeah. Which is, you know, funny for a family from Australia to be so obsessed with the Arctic, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's, yeah. For somebody that's so far on the other side of the world, the obsession on the other yeah. side is something. Well, I'm surprised not a lot of people have asked me if there are polar bears in the Antarctic. But everybody's asking, oh, why don't polar bears eat penguins in, yeah. in the Arctic? Not a thing. Not a thing. <laughs> not a, not thing. a thing. Got it. Got it. <clears throat> What? So, like, you know, you took 21, you just decided to just up and leave. Yeah, I just up and leave. I was having a bit of a meltdown and then decided, okay, I've got a lot of my plate right now. I'm just going to drop everything, mm -hmm. go travel and see how it is. And it was awesome. It totally changed my life, for sure. Yeah. So being able to go up to Churchill and experience something so remote and so isolated. You know, I'm moving from Brisbane, which is 2.9 million people, yeah. to 800 people in this one isolated corner of Canada. It's insane. It, it's insane. Yeah, it's incredible. It, took, it must have taken a lot of just kind of like, fuck it, I'm going to just go. Well, yeah, it, it, it does take a lot of kind of drop everything and yeah. just focus on this one thing for a little while. Mm -hmm. 
which is what I had to do with music as well. Like I was working a bunch of jobs that I wasn't, you know, 100% enjoying, and I knew that I would get a lot more happiness out of just playing music for a while. Yeah. Which has kind of led me to like really focus on this show and really knuckle down what I want to present mm -hmm. to people and how I want to be seen and what I'm performing. It's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. so cool. It, yeah, that's interesting. So you just kind of it was just like music, and then sort of yeah, came into it and said, "I like this the most." Well, it, it's it's funny because it's like growing up in punk and you know listening to metal, there's a fair amount of tenacity that needs to be you know there for you. You need to mm. display that you've got this hard work ethic yeah. to put across what you want to do because it's not automatically going to be appreciated for sure at all. Like what I'm doing, I'm doing I don't know prog, cello, ambient music. It's yeah. not the most well, not the most accessible of things. It's not something you're going to hear on top forty radio, but it makes me happy, and some people get a lot out which is insane. Right. Yeah. And that's really, it has to go for you first, right? Exactly. So that's where it comes down to it. It's like people want to hear your story and where this sort of music is coming from. Mm -hmm. And I'm very lucky that I've got this you know, great backstory of like, okay, I've traveled to here and there and here and there. I'm very privileged and lucky for that. But, you know, ultimately it comes down to music. And that's amazing. Yeah. The look... I remember like seeing you the first time. It's like you do not look like a cello player at all. Then. Well, and when you bring up like the whole punk like rock, I was like, that makes more sense. Like, yeah, totally. Well, you know, like I uh, break. So I just had my album launch. I just did an album launch with a band called Two Crows for Comfort. We held it in pretty much a dive bar called The Handsome Daughter, and that's something I've always wanted to you know add to my music is juxtaposition. Yeah. You know, having semi-classical music that's in sort of a dive bar. Yeah. No, which is kind of cool. That's so in cool. My, in my opinion, anyway. So. Yeah. Talk about that album. That album? So, yeah, I just released a new... You don't to buy it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 just, I just released a new EP yeah. that I recorded here in Winnipeg over the winter mm -hmm. called For Sure. And it's four new songs, all based on my time of traveling and going through the north. And, yeah, it's all me as opposed to the last record, which I did with the band. But this new one kind of made me focus on, okay, how do I need to play these parts to get this message across? How do I want the listener to feel when I'm playing these songs? Yeah. And it gave me a lot of freedom to be like, okay, I can mess around with this and not trying to step on anybody else's toes. Totally. It's really cool. So that's kind of informed what's going to happen with the next record where I'm going to try and get an orchestra to play on it. Ooh, yeah, right? So, so good. Yeah, it's going to take a little time, but it's going to be worth it, I reckon. Totally. So, yeah, yeah, so right until we started for that record. And, mm -hmm. yeah. That is so awesome, man. Right on, right on. I mean, I'll have to go check that out. Yeah, well, I'll be back. I'll, I'll be back. I'll hopefully be back in July, so we'll see how it goes. Yes. We'll get the WSO playing there or something, so... That would, I would be yeah. there. I'd be there. Oh, Our totally. I, I'd be there. So the idea is to get the WSO performing and then having this backdrop of all my visuals that I've collected from Churchill that I've teamed up with a bunch of photographers from here in Winnipeg <clears throat> and up in Churchill. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, man. That's so cool. I love... There's the whole backstory and how it all ended up, like, you know, the obsession with the art. Well, that's the other thing. Oh, it, it's the other thing as well. It's like, for ages in other bands, I've been trying to present myself as something else, and it hasn't worked. Like, you know, it's worked in some ways, but it hasn't worked in others. Totally. It's so much easier just being myself, honestly. It, it is, isn't it? it? It's really... It's liberating in a way. Yeah. Uh, how did you... Because yeah. a lot... You always kind of put yourself in a way that would, I guess, sell or like, to whoever the band or the person and it's so hard to kind of gear it to them when it's not you. Well, it's, there's only so much you can do in packaging yourself for some, mm -hmm. somebody else. 
Yeah. I, I kind of get the feeling that once you figure out what who you are and what you are doing, mm-hmm. you'd have a lot more liberation and the rest of the world will catch up. Just keep putting yourself out there and trying to, you know, practice, 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 yeah. working on yourself, and then, yeah, the rest of the world will catch up. You gotta let the world come to you. Yeah. That's amazing. It's always that, it's, it's always that kind of thing where you just, again, once you figure out what it is that makes you happy and what you want to do and how Absolutely. you want to cater, like, and present yourself, you just let the audience, whatever, again, it's the small size or the large size that mm-hmm. get a lot of value out of your music, like, those are the people that... Well, that's the other thing with music, is once you put it out there, it belongs to the world, and mm-hmm. they'll put their own sort of twist on it, and they'll yeah. say what it is to them, mm-hmm. which could be completely different to what it is to you. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like, there have been a few songs where I'm like, oh, you know, this is just a throwaway song, and people will love it. I'm like, oh, whatever, I'll just keep playing it then. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. awesome, man. Do you read books? Or... Not as much no. as I should. I, I, yeah. I've been collecting a lot of books in the hopes of reading them, right. but yeah. What was the... But was something you would say you'd give away, kind of like, hey, you should probably read this. I guess if you don't read them, then you won't Well, read them. yeah, when I was backpacking around, I'd be collecting these books, and then I'd have half a library in there, and I was like, oh, what am I going to do with this now? But I was, when I was couch surfing in Toronto, I was given a, a book by Leonard Cohen. It was a poetry book, mm-hmm. and I held on to it for ages, and I gave it away the month before Leonard Cohen passed away. And I was no. like, are you kidding? It was That's a first insane. edition book as well. I was That's like, insane. Oh, yeah. Noted. So yeah. Don't go with the giveaway books. That's yeah. The moral of the story. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it's good to be able to share something as well. Like going back to you know giving away songs and you know people will enjoy that. You don't know how much enjoyment somebody's going to get out of something until you just do it. So giving, right? Yeah. Well, tis the season as well, right? Tis the season. Merry so, you know, <laughs> He's looking for a holiday present. If you pick up his EP, then yeah, I'll, I'll take a Canadian passport. Then. <laughs> <laughs> what is a weird like habit? or some sort of like quirk or thing that you're just obsessed with like that's your you know like I feel like there's something that you just kind of do that's weird and but you just I, you should point the camera to my girlfriend over yeah, here right. <laughs> Danny yeah. would know better she's on the other side she knows me yeah she's been picking on me in the last couple of weeks saying you do this and you do that yeah like what's that weird shit that's just like I don't understand but that's yeah. you Especially being, okay, so I'm dating a Canadian lady. Yes. And going for you. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> She's embarrassed right now. Uh, um, but, you know, that having sort of a cross-cultural relationship, she's picking up a lot more Australianisms than... A lot more. Yeah. yeah. And she's noticing it a lot more than I would. So I would some subconsciously say something. And she'll be like, oh, you said that thing again. I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? What, what are you saying? So, what are you saying? So, so I say rah, rah, rah a lot just to be like, et cetera, et cetera. Instead of people would say, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Rah, rah, rah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. All right, so weird Australian quirks. Yeah. G'day, mate. Yeah. Shrimp on the barbie or rah, rah, rah. <laughs> The Barbie? You want to talk about the Barbie real quick? Yeah, shrimp and the Barbie said barbecue. Yeah. So Australians, you know, we're we're a lax bunch, but you know, we want to say as much as we can in as little time as possible. For sure. So everything is shortened. Yeah, speed things up, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, do you want a couple with a bicky, mate? Excuse me. <laughs> Would you like a cup of tea with a biscuit, friend? Yeah. <laughs> 
there you have it. I'm gonna have to start throwing a bit of Australianisms into my speech. Well, you can talk about Australian slang, but Canada's got its own incredible amount of slang, even just by province. Like, I was living out in Newfoundland for six months, yeah. and my boss invited me over, and he had the Newfoundland English Dictionary. It was about this big. That can't be real. It's totally real, and you can get it on Amazon, you can get it on Book Depository. That can't be Book real. Depository. I don't have to go look. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go check it out. <laughs> but yeah, it could double as a, a doorstop, honestly. It's... <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, Newfoundland is something else. So, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do understand. Um, I guess I've traveled once before, and having people come to me is like, you have a very Canadian way of saying things. It really confused me because, again, like when, you're, like, when, you're, in, when you're integrated into yeah. it, it's like just the way your speech is, and again, saying like the whole cliche of about and about seems to be more it's more obvious of, to people. Yeah, for uh, for Aussies, there's definitely like, oh, who's in a boot? So yeah. then it was like, it's out and about. And, you know, there's only been one time where I've heard a Canadian say a boot. Yeah. And it was actually my partner. Uh, <laughs> one, in, in the first couple of weeks of talking to her, she said a boot. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you are the most Canadian girl I've ever met. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna stick by you. You're great. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. You don't have to, like, cheese over the, you know, she's behind the camera. Yeah. This doesn't really count. When it gets right. to her, then she, yeah. can, she can do the whole smack talk. And yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> Because I won't even be here for it. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, I guess, like, you know, with the way your work is, and obviously there's opportunities to play or just be somewhere, or even just have people come by and stuff like this. Like, yeah. you know, again, I really appreciate that you showed up. Like, this oh, is no, dope, thank and, you. You know, so. having a little uh, show like this. Is that something that you've been working on to, like, kind of get better to say no to, to certain things? Or At this point, I'm more likely to say yes to everything as yeah. well. Um, because I need every sort of opportunity I can to promote my work as well. And taking this time to, you know, do individual unique things like this as well. Especially getting those starts off the ground. Mm-hmm. I need to get my music out there as much as I can. Totally. And, you know, eventually I won't have any time to say yes to everything. So I'm enjoying it while I can, honestly. That's true. But once you do, I yeah. guess that would make sense is when you kind of start refocusing on what... Exactly. So in the next couple of years, I've been offered a couple of things way ahead of time, which I never thought I would have to do. So I'm talking to one company who are wanting to book me for 2020. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I've got to keep that in the back of my head and yeah. see how everything else goes. And then I can say yes to this one project or not. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Which, you know, is blowing my mind because 15-year-old me wouldn't have ever thought of that. You know, 15-year-old me, you know, neglecting my cello and, you know, wanting to be in freaking Foo Fighters or whatever. I mean, every, every <laughs> well, I, I mean, every everybody would, right? Yeah. Like, who wouldn't Absolutely. want to be in the Foo Fighters at one point? Yeah. How old are you now? I'm 26. 26. Yeah. So there's so still time. Young. There's still time. So I, damn I, young. I had to play at a primary school yesterday. Yeah. So I was playing for 500 kids. And one of them. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, talk about the primary school. More, more I people. I fully talked about this like literally five minutes ago. Yeah. I more musicians should go in and play for school kids because school kids will tell you 100% the truth. If you're not doing great, if you're not entertaining them in some way, you got to work on that. So kids will tell you right away how bad you are. <laughs> I was very lucky that they enjoyed what I do. That's amazing. But then again, I had a, a sort of projector up and running, and you know, <laughs> they were seeing sled dogs and polar bears For and whales. Sure. So yeah. no, that was awesome. But one of the teachers approached me afterwards. He's like, oh, so 
when are you getting a real job? I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, you're like 36, right? I'm like, no, I don't, I don't understand what it is. Yeah, like, so. This is a real job. Yeah, but even the kids were, the kids were hilarious. Oh my gosh. So when, there was a question period after my set and you know, kid, all the kids had their hands raised and the teacher was like, oh gosh, this could take forever. So we took about 10, 15 questions. And the questions that were coming out were great. Yeah. I'm like, are you rich? Are you famous? I, I thought the kid who said, are you rich? Yeah. said, are you British? I'm like, well, no, I thought it made it clear. I was an Aussie, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and even the question, do you have pets? I'm like, oh, no, I don't have any pets, but my brother does, and I can't wait to... Yeah, so my brother has this 12-year-old Rahitian Ridgebacks boxer cross called Coda. Uh-huh. Gorgeous dog. Interesting. Absolutely gorgeous dog. So yeah, looking forward to seeing that next week. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Right, because no, you are cool. headed back. Sadly, but you know, there are little things I'm looking forward to about going back home. Totally. So, like, Australia's home to the most beautiful beaches in the world, so pretty, pretty lucky for that one. And it's so. nice and warm around this time of the year. So. Well, uh, warm is another statement. It's going to be 40 degrees. Oh, right, yeah, it gets so. hella. It gets yeah. hellish. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm going from dead of winter here to yeah. dead of summer out there, so. Really, no balance in not, any of this. Not much at all. What is something. That you've recently, like in recent memory, like purchased, it was like a hundred or so dollars, or whatever even the case. What about that purchase? was just like a huge, like you didn't expect it to be like a big impact, but it was kind of like, oh, this is pretty cool. Or just um, something. There've been a couple of pedals I've been playing around with recently, actually. Yeah. So um, there's an Earthquaker Devices pedal. Earthquaker Devices, go check them out there from Ohio. I like the plug. <laughs> I love that plug. But I, I need to get sponsorships deals, so totally. we can get back to that. But yeah, Earthquaker <laughs> Devices have this insane sort of reverb delay monster. Mm-hmm. called Afterneath and how they pitch it is like a wizard in a cave and there are a bunch of artists on a label called Sergeant House where they have a band called Russian Circles and Chelsea Wolf yeah. who use this pedal and it just sounds so creepy and eerie and I use it as almost a chorus pedal yeah. that allows a lot more sort of like depth and reverb and it just goes on forever mm-hmm. and it's just impacted my music heaps now so oh, yeah so cool and I won't say how much it is because Danny will kill me, but you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Danny's got a horse, and yeah. I mean, that must be some serious upkeep, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she, she gets it right, so she doesn't actually own a horse. Oh, I'm yeah. it. Yeah. I'm it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hold up. Oh, we, we gotta talk so, so have here. friends with nice stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so you gotta pay the friends instead. And, you know. Well, that's it. Everybody's like, oh, you must be famous. Like, no, I've got famous friends, which is a lot better in long run, so, you yeah. <laughs> know. That's funny. When, do you ever feel, like, overwhelmed or, like, just kind of, like, out of focus or whatever? Um, you know, like, losing sight of where, what it is you want to do. I, I don't know. On Sunday after the show, so, like, I played two shows on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. One was sold out, one was close to selling out. Yeah. And on the Sunday, there was a big sort of adrenaline hangover, almost. Um, because you're working so hard on this one show. Because it's, you know, it was my farewell show, it was my EP release, it was working with a great band called Two Chris for Comfort. Mm-hmm. And we were working so hard and, you know, doing all these interviews and press stuff. And then on Sunday, it was all over. I was like, oh, what, what do I do now? Yeah. You know? So it's just having the momentum and having something else in place before, you know, getting that way again. So, right. Yeah. Because I guess if you're headed back, does it feel kind of like vacation or almost sort of like I'd, I'd like to I'd like to see it as a vacation yeah. just because I do want to come back to Canada because mm-hmm. Canada's given me so much and I just want to keep getting back and you know finding my way and finding my home here mm-hmm. but 
Australia, you know, Australia is great. You know, yeah. People are like, oh, boohoo, you're going back to Australia. And think, you know what? Yeah, no, it's not all that bad. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. No, totally. Yeah, so when I go home, I'm actually booked to play at Woodford Folk Festival. Yeah. Where I was growing up to this festival for 10 yeah. years. I was going since I was 10 years old. That's amazing. It was incredible. That's amazing. Oh, and it's definitely shaped sort of my musical upbringing as well. There was a lot of folk music, but there was also a lot of different styles of sort of world music there yeah. as well. So... Yeah, and that's kind of where my music's going in that direction. It's like, okay, I've been thinking of my music as sort of weirdo, psychedelic, ambient stuff, but I'm getting billed as world music acts. So it's just about recontextualing what you're doing right. and what your audiences are. Totally, totally. Oh, that's... Oh, I, love, I love the music scene. It's something so fascinating yeah, it, that gets... It does kind of... I don't know how you develop mm-hmm. and change yeah. and it's something I'm susceptible to because I'm the only one working on this project right now right. so I'm open to new experiences and trying new things and you know, if I'm getting billed as a world music act I'm definitely going to be doing something that's a little bit more out there a little more freaky as yeah. opposed to playing pop shows mm-hmm. or playing the kids playing the kids is awesome because then you can try stuff out and they'll tell you right away so yeah. Yeah. that's brilliant Hey, that's why you gotta yeah. play for more kids, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I feel like artists should definitely connect with schools on a you know more regular basis because mm-hmm. the kids are great and getting something out of it as well. Yeah, right? so. yeah like probably like a big quarter of those wannabe musicians are some sort of that industry, and exactly. they don't know yeah. what it's what it's like, what it's really like. especially the grades I was performing to. A lot of them were mm-hmm. learning violin; they hadn't been you know, exposed to cello music yet. So a lot of kids were running. I was like, I want to learn how to play cello now. Yeah, we'll probably do a lot better than I will. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Do you remember when you played for those Embarathon kids and kids who barely even have access to instruments were talking to you about being inspired, like in rural Manitoba? Yes. So when I returned to Churchill earlier this year, um, there was a, a science, what would you call it? It's called Embarathon. I, I know, but contextualize it. It's, um... Yeah, talk to us about the Embarathon. It's... It's yeah. just an environmental competition for yeah. high school level kids. Yeah, got it. So an academic competition. So schools all over Manitoba were invited up to Churchill to participate in the marathon, yeah. which is a, a scientific sort of vacation competition that they were taking part in. Interesting. And I was asked to perform at the closing ceremony, and which oh my gosh, it was cool. It was super cool. That's what I'm saying. And so we all piled into the polar cinema where, you know, I think there were about 200 kids and students and they had no idea what to expect of course. at all. Well, what do, you, what do you expect when you see, you know, half a cello? So I play an electric cello and I always joke that I couldn't afford the other half. That's but funny. it's basically the silhouette of a cello. And I'm able to plug it into all these effects to make the music I do. And these kids were, had all their jaws dropped, honestly. Really? Yeah, it was so respectful and quiet the whole time I was playing. That's amazing. And I usually end in a song called The Natural Response, which ends in this climax of whale song. And it just sends shivers down everybody's spine. And it's a lot of work for me to do. So yeah. the payoff is great. Of course. To, yeah. And all these kids were coming from rural locations in Manitoba that would have no sort of musical upbringing at all. They didn't have the resources there. <clears throat> So getting exposed to something like that, for them to reach out and seek mm-hmm. out that sort of music and having that inspiration to try and find it. That's amazing. That's, that's rewarding. That's that rewarding. is totally rewarding. When that kid was asking, are you rich? I'm like, no, not financially, but in so many other ways. It, yeah, it's rewarding in that way. That's the best. This is what I like, this is what I like. What I like it the most. 
Yeah. This is why he's the first episode, right? Do you want to keep me? <laughs> You're alright. You're alright. No, I'll take it. Yeah. Do you ever have like, what was like, if you're comfortable enough, obviously, like a like a really low point. I guess you were traveling when you were 21, and like kind of that was a I, well, yeah, it, it was a low meltdown, point. Right? So yeah, I did have a meltdown. So I was trying to finish my degree, and I in the years previous, I had lost my house, I lost my mom to cancer. Mm-hmm. I was having a hard time with family. I was worried about my brother, and he was going through his own personal health. Sure. And it all just climaxed into this one point around March 2013, where I just couldn't deal with it and I had to drop out of my job I dropped out of university I only had two subjects left and I dropped out I was like no I just don't have the emotional capacity to do anything right now and so pretty much I was seeing a therapist for 90 days or so until I could feel like I was back on my own two feet Mm -hmm. I turned 21 that time I was like okay I need to figure out what's going to make me happy and keep me happy or I'm in danger here so ended up going to a travel agent, booked a one-way flight out of Australia. I, I've got an English passport as well, so I was able to stay in London if anything else happened. But yeah, I just decided to go for broke and see what see what would happen. For and sure, it all paid off in the end because then I found Churchill, and Churchill worked me. So yeah, that's amazing. And just yeah, like it's so early on too. Well, I don't know. Like when you are twenty-one, yeah, you feel like okay, I'm an adult now, and you know. Do you have the rest of your life ahead of you? Yeah, probably. But mm. at 21, you feel like you should be on top of things. That seems like a very big thing with a lot of kids. And a lot of people are going through like the 20s in that you have to have your shit figured out. Exactly. Well, like everybody's connected to social media. Everybody's got all this inspiration that's kind of mm. being like, hey, why aren't you doing this yet? Why aren't you doing this yet? Yeah. So for me to be like, okay, I haven't finished university yet. I'm working in a bar. Mm-hmm. I don't have a band. <laughs> I'm not working on any music right now. Totally. I've got X, Y, Z issues happening right now. Mm-hmm. And it, it just kind of overwhelms me to the point where I have to just quit everything for a little while. So. Rain, just really have a good breather. And yeah. Look at where you are now. Yeah, right? yeah, five years down the track and I'm in Prairie Province, Manitoba. That's amazing. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. And just like, you know, Europe right now. Yeah, so I did couch surfing across Europe and Scandinavia. Got to Iceland. Oh, Iceland is incredible. I was killing. Yeah, oh man, yeah. just rent a car and drive around. Mm-hmm. That's inspiration right there. So yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, sweet. Well, that's amazing. Like, it's always yeah. fun to know, like you know, the way, the shit that people had to deal with, or you know, things that they had to really like fight out of or walk away from, just to kind of recalibrate and figure out. What it is well, it builds who you are as well, so, and that, that informs your output, and, mm-hmm. yeah. That's why people are always like, there's always this sort of like bittersweet undertone to your music, what's happening there? I was like, I, I don't have time to tell you all that. <laughs> <laughs> next episode, yeah. you can jump on, and we'll, we'll definitely have to bring you on. Um, sure. I guess the uh, last thing, what's next? What's next? Australia, I'm working a bunch of festivals around Australia, so I'll be going down to Adelaide in February, where I'll be working at the Adelaide Fringe. I'll also be organizing a few shows there. Um, what's next? Danny's coming down to visit. We'll be going to New Zealand. Lovely. And then I should be back in Canada in July. Ooh, yeah. perfect. Yeah, so try and swing by there. Yeah, so we'll see. Well, the current game plan is to buy a car in Vancouver and drive all the way up to Tuck the Uptick. And then make my way down just playing shows and get all the way to Newfoundland at some point. So. That sounds amazing. Yeah. We'll have to, uh, keep, you'll have to keep us posted. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think 
I would wrap this up at this point. It's pretty good now. Yeah. I'm Talk to your sponsors or whoever you want yeah. to shout out to or get a sponsor from or whatever. Or just like say, little, say, little a little, say a little quick word to um, the audience yeah. as uh, you, you, yeah. you wish them well and, you know. My name is Robert Mags. Thank you very much for watching. If you want to follow my adventures, you can find me on my website, robmags.com, or you can find me on Instagram at heyrobmags. Thank you very much. You're watching number one. Ooh. Ooh. I could get behind yeah. that name. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> awesome. All right. So I appreciate much. this. Cheers, this mate. So much. Cheers. No, thank you.